0: The Ford Everest Base Camp has officially submitted itself to a discount vasectomy, only upstairs, Marie Antoinette style, Madame Deficit. If you own one of these exquisite vehicles, Ford Shire yesterday announced that it is prepared to hand you two grand back off the bat without a fight, Provided you sign the papers. But you might in fact be entitled to a full refund. Details next. Ford Everest Base Camp yesterday officially became the wonderbra of Everest trends. Not nearly as stacked up top as perhaps you'd been led to believe. The boss of Ford Schitzville has issued a heartfelt apology by email, presumably written by a team of spin doctors and approved by an elite clutch of corporate lawyers. But hey, crank up the hot tub and make a few calls, because if they're throwing two grand in your general direct shale, the very least you can do, dude, is catch. I'm John Cadogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can click the card that's sometimes more or less up there now, dude. If memory serves, back on the 12th of August, an evil bastard YouTuber, lacking even Vestigial self-respect, seemingly, and somewhere on the sociopathy spectrum, operating from his dungeon at home, and whom everyone hates, except his mommy, of course, made a raft of seemingly wild accusations to the effect that Base Camp Shitbox could not, in fact, carry anything like the amount of crap officially depicted on its standard rhino wonderbra rack platform. That washed up has been a tabloid hack. He seemed to think this was a problem for the same reason that overloaded cranes or bridges are a problem out there in the world. He's always been funny about things like that, frankly. Putting large amounts of energy in tightly coupled systems with human life in close proximity. Mainly because this kind of thing has actual fucking consequences in the real world. Fast forward to yesterday at 8am, or as I like to think of it, Marie Antoinette O'Clock. I am writing to you to advise you of an important update about your Ford Everest base camp. Unfortunately, it has come to our attention that some of the imagery in our marketing assets has shown the vehicle with more cargo on the roof than the roof rack capacities would allow. It is important that you are aware of the roof rack limits that apply to your vehicle. I'd suggest that it's even more important to be aware of shit like that in product planning. And I'd further suggest that it's... Possibly negligent and potentially dangerous if you are not. That email, and yeah, it's a bit war and peace, but cleverly entitled Ford, keeping you informed, came from the desk of Andrew Burkitch himself. Big Burke, the Antipodean wizard of Ford Shitsville, the Big Cheddar. I, I suppose he has a real title and I just couldn't be bothered looking it up. He's got the Darth Vader franchise for the local Ford Death Star, basically. He's the dude. Obviously, said email did not emanate from Big Burke's actual email address, presumably because there's nothing a senior executive hates more than being accessible to actual customers in the actual public, typically. And I don't know how B-Squared is wired on this issue specifically. Maybe he'd love that, being so accessible doubtful. However, and I never thought I would utter these words, but I agree with Big Burke. It is important that you are made aware that overloading Everest Base Camp's glorified light bar, as they did so disgracefully in their advertising, is a wholly bad idea. See, the minute you depart the sealed surface in your hastily tarted up trend, the melon-carrying capacity of Rhino's Wonderbra, up there, drops by a factor of 1.5, and you simply can't carry more than about 28.5 kilos, which is roughly a second spare tyre and a fucking cheese sandwich. Helpfully outlined in uh, that table right there. Provided you still own the vehicle, of course. Big Burke would like to offer you a one-off payment of 2000 bucks, including GST, as compensation for this mistake. Everest Base Camp includes a tow bar, LED light bar, nudge bar, snorkel, roof rack, awning, and Base Camp branding over and above the Everest trend. Dude, roof rack is not a proper noun. Like It's just not. And Base Camp has a capital C. That's how you guys spell it. Why do you only occasionally spell it this way in this email? Like, how hard is this, getting the details right? Dude, you've got a whole communications team and a bunch of lawyers on tap. Presumably they're educated. So come on. If I were you, and that would never happen, but if I were, I'd gently admonish those in charge of that kind of thing to get their act a little bit better together. For the sake of appearances, and mainly because it's your name out there on this communication. Oh, dude. Those accessories have a combined fitted RRP of six grand, yet the MSRP of the Everest Base Camp is only 2200 bucks higher than the Everest Trend. Therefore, this compensation well exceeds what you paid for just the roof rack alone. To which I would respectfully retort, yes... Kind of, but we both know this is not as simple as that, is it? If some poor sap bought that shitbox, because metaphorically it came stacked upstairs with double D carrying capability as depicted by you, and it is in fact only capable of taking the basic A cup for a spin down some gravel road, then the amount of financial damage to said hapless sap is what he actually spent on the product in total. Like on the car, is it not? Especially if that specific carrying capability was instrumental in the purchasing decision. Like, not having it appears to be a violation of the legislated acceptable quality consumer guarantee. Hashtag, I'm not a lawyer. Still, Ford must rulely Ruly really hate giving money back like that. Like without a fight upfront. It's a breach of the US Universal Carmaker Code of Ethics, or you sucky. There has to be a reason for this profligate upfront apparent generosity. You will be required to provide proof of ownership and also to read and sign a release form accepting that this offer is in full and final settlement of all claims you have relating to the advertising errors made. Gotta love lawyers, right? They're so instrumental in delivering the quality of life that we experience today everywhere in the developed world. Big Burke's spin doctors and lawyers go on to explain this means that if you sign the release you will not be able to make further claims relating to the errors made in our marketing we suggest you seek legal advice about the consequences of signing the release before you do so okay so it gets pretty interesting here when you actually click on the link in the email you have to enter the vin code on that landing page so i didn't get further than that in investigating this bullshit process but you do get told on that landing page. For security and privacy reasons, you have 30 minutes to finalize and submit your claim. If your session times out, please click on your unique link in your email again to start over. For security reasons. And possibly also, because they don't want to afford you the time to consider the offer carefully and benefit from proper advice before deciding which way to turn. And the offer is, of course, just high enough to seem tantalising, isn't it? Like, you would fill a modest suburban hot tub with, let's call them, uh, friends, for two grand, for a couple of hours. Not especially high-class friends, but friends, like willing friends. And it's just low enough, right, for the cost of legal advice to put a real dent in the number of friends. If said legal advice ultimately is, take the offer, dude. They don't call him sweet spot Berkitch for nothing. Actually, I've never heard him called that ever. Not once, not at all. Or Goldilocks Burkitch. These are just new suggestions for friendly nicknames the Australian way. But to Big Burke, I would say, well played, dude. I'm smelling Pinto. Export grade. It's in the DNA, obviously. If you are not satisfied with the compensation offer, then depending on your circumstances, you may be entitled to reject the vehicle and receive a full refund. Just wildly speculating here, but the lawyers must have... Really, really hated putting that bit in, like hated it. There would have been meetings about that sentence and its inclusion in that email, freaking endlessly. As I see it, in or out, they're damned either way. I mean, the ACCC could awaken at any time. Unlikely, but hey. And they've already reamed Ford Schittsville out once before, haven't they? 40 grit too, like nasty chafing for weeks. They felt it all the way over in Dearborn, speculating again there were numerous video conferences on that one. Now, obviously, your lawyer is not allowed to coach a fine, upstanding member of society such as your good self on how best to lie about his circumstances to maximise gain in this situation. But I suppose it is also quite, you know, fair and reasonable for you to ask your lawyer, hypothetically, general consumer law questions about what circumstances a sufferer might in fact need to be in to qualify for a full refund in this situation. It may further be possible to contextualise a person's circumstances in a way that screams full refund in front of a civil and administrative tribunal. I don't know. And I'd further suggest, dude, you're not a legal expert, are you? So it might be unwise to form an opinion on your particular situation until you get the right slimy advice. And that's what lawyers are for. You might as well fight slime with slime. Like, if the world turns to hell, best be Satan. On the one hand, the hot tub full of friends in their edible bikinis, presumably, is not an entirely unpalatable outcome. Soluble fibre, dude, like, so important. The stakes are certainly raised if you attempt the full refund with Twist and Pike, but the hot tub at the end of that particular rainbow Certainly would seem alluring to some. Sadly, though, there remains one tragic victim in this whole sorry saga. No Christmas card for that obnoxious lid lifting tabloid hack YouTuber. You could therefore tell him in the comments below whether you'd take the fast, easy cash in this situation or slog it out and hopefully, ultimately, ream them for the full refund. Would you take the fast money or do them slow, to paraphrase the immortal words of verbal Yoda and former Prime Minister Paul Keating? Let me know in the comments, dude. What would you do? Which route would you take, so to speak? You could subscribe too. That always helps in this vortex of universal industry opprobrium. There was, of course, a brief intro tp when yesterday's email lobbed. And I hear that that YouTube guy is gonna get Big Burke's 2000 buck cash splash apology. He's gonna get it framed and hung in the new wing of the fat cave, which is nearing completion incidentally. He's funny like that and yet wildly misunderstood. Nobody understands why he can't be a nice motoring journalist like all the others, perhaps. We'll never know. And now this, upliftingly, from you. Hi John, just trick with my recent viewing of your article on chip shortage in Toyota's boff hands. way of explaining it away, if you can call it that. To my surprise, United Australia Party ad came up staring Craig Kelly. I assume you don't accept money from such an organization and it is Google's use algorithms to spray such vile crap across the internet. Just saying. Valued correspondent Rod Blanchard there with that distinctive contribution to the program. To Blanchard, I'd say, thanks for reaching out, dude, and please accept my unreserved sympathy in respect of the untimely death of your spell checker. Nobody expected that, must have come as quite a shock. It's intriguing to me why this happened, so I'll be following the coroner's inquest on that closely. He has his best boffans on it, as I understand things, so that's nice. Perhaps there'll be a movie, ultimately, staring Megan Fox, Jessica Alba and Selena Gomez with Danny Trejo. Machete kills Spellcheck in space. I'd watch that. Crater Face gets all the trashy hot babes too, doesn't he? And let's face it, they're the best kind. If you're not from around here and you are struggling to identify who Craig Kelly actually is, don't bother, dude. It's a poor use of your time, in my view. Alternatively, should you wish to pursue this line of inquiry, there is a somewhat helpful website... MP.com. It's probably not that closely associated with actual Craig Kelly, the MP, but I enjoyed it immensely, despite this inherent dissociation, or perhaps because of it. In some ways, I found it even more palatable than him. Craig Kelly is essentially a modern-day embodiment of Michelangelo's timeless sculpture from the Assisi Gallery, Man shouting at Sky near train station. And in News Just In, Craig Kelly is thought to be hooking up with the Beetrooter to form a new political party. The Parliamentarians Who Look Like Vegetables Party. I've seen that movie. It was completely gripping. The R.A.P. Rootable Australia Party. The final frontier politically. And look, that's all probably just more unsubstantiated innuendo from Fishwick. I don't have the budget for actual research. I just regurgitate press releases kind of like wheels or drive. And to you, Blanche, I would say, yes, it is, quote, Google's use algorithms which are responsible for beaming Craig Kelly directly into your cerebral cortex, dude, hacking your brainstem with their high-tech voodoo. Or it could be the CIA mind-control satellites in space. But if it were them, how would we know if they are actually controlling our minds? That's a paradox, isn't it? It's certainly not me. I don't have time for that crap and I don't take money from Craig Kelly and I have no control over the friggin' ads that YouTube serves up to anyone, not even me. Because that's just how this works. Those ads are tailored to you. Because while you're browsing nunswithbigcans.com or something... Google is out there on the other side of that screen, staring right back, stalking you, right back at you, checking out the things that you like checking out. That's not, like, fundamentally creepy when you think about it, is it? Kind of like Peter Dutton. Most worryingly of all, therefore, Lanchy, Google's multi-billion-dollar AI has identified you specifically for some reason as a person who is likely to be susceptible to Craig Kelly's messaging. You being targeted in this way by artificial intelligence is based upon your demographic data and your specific browsing history. And not for a moment would I want to speculate about what that browsing history might actually be, but I think I'm on pretty solid ground when I say, "Blanchy, mate, Dude, for the sake of your descendants, for their medium-term mental well-being and how they might remember you in the future, do ensure that you purge your browsing history before you die. Good advice for us all right there, I think. Before you die, right? Before. And clear the cookies, dude. The kiddies really need not be exposed to that level of unnecessary detail concerning your life and how you chose to live it. For more tips and tricks like this, visit my other website, afterlifeexpert.com.